Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Getting It Out Podcast. That was The Freaks with Poacher Gets the Tusk. They're an excellent rock and roll, noise rock, psych punk, stoner rock, whatever you want to call them, band out of Salem, Massachusetts. They've got a new EP called Poachers, which drops February 3rd of 2023. That's this year, the year we're in. How many days away is that? About two weeks. You've got time. Prepare yourself. You can do it. Maybe a little more than two weeks. I don't know. It depends what day you're listening to this and how would I ever know that? Maybe you're listening to it ahead of time. Maybe it's in Maybe it's in the past. Maybe this record's already out and available and you should go find it. It should be available everywhere. But I would suggest going over to Bandcamp, thefreaks.bandcamp.com. I should tell you it's spelled T-H-E space F-R-E-Q-S. And uh, I wasn't sure if it was the Frex. And then I, I had to say, well, maybe, maybe they mean like frequency. Like the freaks makes more sense, but it's spelled like the beginning of frequency. I thought before, maybe it needs two E's to make that noise, but it doesn't. No, I figured it out. I've done my research. It is the freaks from Salem, Massachusetts. This is not their first record. They've had a couple out before this and they're all really awesome. Actually, I'm really glad to have found this band and they tie in nicely with this week's episode. Or should I say the first episode of this week? The previous single in the last track of the record, which features additional backing vocals by Nicholas Pentabona from Bedtime Magic. And Nicholas is one of the subjects of today's interview. Him and Morgan Burns have this great noise rock band out of the Boston area called Bedtime Magic. And I'm going to be talking to them about their band, about their latest album, Between the Sheets. And uh, we're going to bring back an old Getting It Out classic. But first, Hot Zone. Check it! Make family out of friends, make friends out of enemies! Peace to my family, make friends till they bury all the places we've been! We're never sitting it out, we be getting it in! Where you getting it out? I said all the places we've been! We're never sitting it out, we be getting it in! Where you getting it out? I feel this is a safe place to come speak about it and let you all know. Judgment Free Zone, the planet fitness of podcasts. I have bad hallway and doorway etiquette. I do. I don't know what to do about it. I can't do it. My first instinct is to go always. I don't care who's coming. Old lady, I'm going first. Fat lady, I'm going to squeeze by her in the doorway. Fat man, I'm going to squeeze by him in the doorway. I'm going first. I don't know where this comes from. Hallway, I'm going first. Right of way, passenger, I'm the pedestrian. Somehow I've decided in my mind. It's like a fight or flight thing. I'm going. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dodging. I'm not dipping. I'm going. I'm going first. And I don't want to be one of those people. I hate those people when you're walking down the sidewalk and suddenly you feel like, am I the only one moving out of the way? You put me in a narrow hallway, in a doorway, I'm going first. I'm a bulldozer in that bitch. And I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be. I'm a little too big for that my weight around. I should be, uh, you first, ma'am. You first, sir. Allow me. I'll hold that door. Nope. I open the door and I step through. All right. I don't even let you, it looks like I'm letting you in, right? You're coming the one way. I'm coming this way. I'm walking up to that door. You're leaving. I'm walking in. I'm going to open that door and you're going to think, oh, he's opening it for me. What a gentleman. And I'm going to go, nope. And I'm going to step right in left foot first, right across, right across your path. And you're going to stop and be like, what the hell? And in my mind, I'm going to be like, what the hell? Why did I do that? But I can't help it. It's instinct. I'm bad 
in doorways and hallways. I'm going first. Where's it come from? I don't know. It's got to be some psychology behind it. I've been blaming uh, psychology on why I eat so much junk food lately. Basically, I've been blaming my brother and sister because they would always eat it at my mom's house before I could get to it. So it became a thing. You got to eat it quick. You got to eat it. If you don't eat it, they will. And if you don't, if you let them eat it, you're never going to get it. And you're going to die because you didn't get an oatmeal cream pie from old little Debbie. Not like there's not going to be a fresh box the next week, but there might not be. And my mom used to say, when they're gone, they're gone. And she never meant it. They always came back. So I don't know. It's also my brother and sister's fault that I'm a wreck in hallways, a wrecking ball. Don't put me in a hallway. I'm going first. Don't put me in a doorway. I got to go first. It's in my blood. It's in my DNA. You know how fat people that wear shorts all the time, (laughs) they say like, I run hot, which is not a thing. You can't do that. You can't run hot. I got to go first. It's just in me. All right. You can't do nothing about it. Beware. Don't get me in a doorway. Don't get me in a hallway. Just a warning and an apology in advance. Let's move on from that and let's talk about what's happening on this episode of the podcast. As I mentioned in the open, I have an interview with two fellas, both from the band Bedtime Magic. They are the entire band. Bedtime Magic is a duo based out of Massachusetts. And we're talking about uh, their band, their likes, their dislikes, their wants, their needs. And we're playing an old game called the Pronunciation Bee. If you're an early listener to Getting It Out podcast, you might recognize this game. It's been Oh, years since we dusted it off. I figured I got two guys here. Might as well play the game. And so we did. So I want to thank them up front for being willing participants in my, uh, in my own amusement. But I hope to turn my amusement into your amusement as we play this game with Morgan and Nicholas of Bedtime Magic. But first, I should play a song from Bedtime Magic. How about Waking Dream from their Pillow Talk record, which came out on Nefarious industries and it's available now everywhere especially on Bandcamp. you can still buy copies i saw it this morning because i was saying i have zero bedtime magic vinyl i need to acquire it all gotta do that still but i will eventually one day but first here's waking dream from pillow talk by bedtime magic
what is bedtime magic? Where did bedtime magic come from? <laughs> what is bedtime magic? Morgan, do you want to field this or do we want to field it together? Well, take it away, man. Take it away. You take got it. <laughs> well, you know, the, the historical thing is that it was about the end of 2013, beginning of 2014. And uh, I had bought a Rickenbacker bass, which is, you know, it's a great bass, but it's not the cheapest bass by any stretch. <laughs> And I thought, man, if I have this base, I should use it. Like, what's the point of owning a base like this if you're not going to use it? So I put up these ads saying that uh, I was looking for a drummer and I had a bunch of influences. Man is the bastard. I think Spaz was on there. Just a bunch of grindy shit. And I got a couple of uh, people to respond and I tried them out in a practice space that I had with another band that I was playing guitar in. And they were all kind of like, good. You know, they were acceptable musicians, but uh, nobody really struck my fancy. And then Morgan uh, responded to the ad and he shows up and it turns out I knew him from a job that I had. I was working at a cafe and this guy would come in, order the same drink all the time and then high five literally every member of the staff. They just go around. We called everybody up that was in the building and they all high five. He was the high five guy. Sure enough, was the, it, Morgan was, was the high me? five guy. Yeah, it was Morgan. <laughs> I go, oh my God, you're the high five guy. And so he, he sets up in the room and we play. And I had written a song to kind of try people out. Cause I'm, I'm not one for doing like covers and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, now we do covers as a joke, but, and uh, he plays something very different than what I had envisioned. So like anybody would do, I was like, Oh man, you know, that was good, but that's actually pretty different than what I was thinking. I was thinking more like four on the floor and he goes, no. And I go, I'm sorry. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And I was like, you know what, this guy, this guy's got the right idea right here. He's telling me to go fuck myself when I first uh, jammed with him. And we've been playing together since then. It's like 10 years, you know. Morgan, is that how you would say it went? Yeah, man, basically, basically. Uh, I didn't realize that I was not the first man. I didn't. Ooh, like, this is weird. This is always awkward in a relationship. Yeah. 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 It was all, there was fluids all over me when we jammed together. <laughs> Yeah, like I, 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 yeah, I did not realize that I was not the first guy. That's all right. You've been playing with other people without me. Man. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Nicholas, he basically was like, yeah, like kind of play it more like the regular punk rock beat. And I was just like, for the song that 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 it ended up being, I was like, no, nah, man, that's not that's not really going to be any good. So yeah, Nicholas, did this, did this, what, sorry to interrupt you. Did this immediately go in a different direction than you had anticipated? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cause he's a different kind of drummer. Like I, I didn't know his, his past bands and he, he had done, like I knew one of them, but I didn't know Coleman, which I guess has been a, a pretty uh, well-regarded band. Uh, so I really was just working with what I saw in the practice room then. And what I found after writing more music with them is that he has his own way of thinking about that. He doesn't think like a typical drummer, typical drummers, just try to find the flow of what you're doing, capture it and kind of put it there. But what he is, is he's expressing himself and you can either choose to be part of that or just walk far away from it, which I think is a dumb idea. So I just try to be part of that. Every time he comes up with something that's just way out in left field, I try to follow him. And that became more the sound of the band than any one particular influence was just, if Morgan's going to go over here, then I'm going to try to find a place that works for me somewhere in that vicinity. Well, the, the, the whole setup of a bass player and a drummer is not, not unheard of, right? There's plenty of, plenty of examples, but there's certainly an unconventional setup for a band. 
was there other type bands like this that you, or you set up that way that you were kind of looking at to emulate at all or looking at a source of inspiration? Yeah, I mean, sort of. There was definitely there's you know there were some other bands that we were into. Um, that was one of the, one of the things. Like the first time we played, I was like, "So you want to do a two piece?" And, you know, Nicholas was like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Okay, well, let, you know, would you be open to like having more people?" And he was like, "No, definitely not." <laughs> Big um, local H fan, right? Right yeah. from the beginning, yeah. <laughs> just me and Joe, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's definitely you know like. Like in every band, there's always like, you know, there's always like the one asshole in every band. Um, and, and, you know, so we, we figure that we either whittled them down or like we were, we were the remaining assholes. I think we're the remaining assholes. I think it's us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, practice is so that's the thing. People think it's like like a, a thing about like some kind of inspiration for us or some kind of like artistic expression for us to be a two piece. It's mostly just way easier to call Morgan and be like, can you practice Friday? Yeah, I could practice Friday. OK, I mean, yeah, touring's easier. <laughs> yes. Uh, that When I when I started doing this. I had people and I've not, not, not so much recently, but always had, or in the early days had people trying to work their way in. Hey, you should do it with a co-host. Like, no, you know why? Because it's so fucking easy when it's just myself. I don't, I don't, I don't have to bounce anything off anybody. I just do what I want. And that's like, you know, why I uh, cover the broad range of styles that I do. If I want to do noise rock, I do fucking noise rock. If I want to do Fear Factory. I'm going to do Fear Factory, whatever. It's hardcore punk. That's cool with me too. Yeah. All of it's cool. And uh, that, but that, but that's, when you narrow down the amount of people involved, you just, I don't know, you get to be real selfish about it. And that's really nice. I think you lose sight of things too. Like with, with Morgan, he's always been the drummer in the band. Like he, he doesn't really play any other instruments, but he's always been the guy in the back and to see him be up front. Like I personally have experienced that, which is he's got a lot of really good ideas that I don't think really got the room to to be expanded upon when he was in these other bands like it always mm -hmm. got overshadowed by a crazy singer or somebody who played you know guitar really well or something and uh <clears throat> he comes up with a lot like the pug suits were all his idea and i i didn't want to do it i don't know if he wants to talk about that or just let me go off about it but like yeah. i resisted that yeah nicholas was pretty well nicholas said he was like uh, I definitely like, I can't wear pants on stage. I got to wear shorts. I was like, ah, man, I, I don't know. All right. We got to, we got to like, we got to get uniforms. Um, and Which so, I laughed off. I was like, all right, that's fucking ridiculous. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and then I like looked around for like what we could do in terms of uniforms. And I found like these wrestling pug suits. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I ordered them. Um, without Nicholas knowing about it. And when they arrived, uh, I was, I was, they came in the mail and like, I, I got home, they, they, they had arrived and I was super excited. So I was standing in my front door and I like, I put it on mm -hmm. immediately. Um, and <laughs> as I've, as I've got it on, my wife also come, comes home from work and like, she opens the door and like, they're sort of skin colored. And so she like <laughs> opens the door and like, looks at me. And it's like, wait, um, wait, hold on. And steps back out and closes the door. <laughs> like waits like 30 seconds and comes back in. And she was like, um, I don't really know where to put my eyes right now. I don't know what I'm looking at. Um, like, I guess when she walked in, she initially thought that I was naked, which was like weird. Why is Morgan naked in, 
is you know standing by the front door naked but but then i wasn't naked you know like there was yeah, like yeah right this skin tone dog face it's totally normal yeah <laughs> but, but she, she definitely was just like i don't know where to put my eyes um can you right can you take that off for a second I was like, okay all right uh. Which I thought was the perfect reaction for it. So, um, so well, two how, how did she take the, how did she take the explanation that it was for you two? And how did you do with guessing his size? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Have you seen me? It's pretty easy to guess my size. <laughs> but, right. You know, like I, you know, I knew about, you know, he's about the same height as me. I knew about, about what he weighed. Um, yeah. and they had some guidelines. So, you know, it isn't like it comes in like, you know, 20 different sizes. It's basically like small, medium, large, extra right, large, right. you know, they're um, out of production now too. You can't get them anymore. Right. Yeah. I, I bought like one of the last two or three the other day. Cause I needed a backup and they were like, this is it. It was a reseller too. Uh-huh. Oh, geez. I, that means I got to look for one. Cause I, I, we, I lost one in Vermont. Yeah. Um, they're hard to come by, but they, you know, they express a lot of when we started the band, we were thinking about like, you know, everybody always has these themes, you know what I mean? It was sure. like, yeah. And we were like, what's our theme? What are we going to do as a band? Are we going to be political? Are we going to be whatever? And Morgan was like, well, we like three things. We like food, we like sex and we like dogs. And we realized food and sex had been overdone. Although we'd work that into the <laughs> the song sometimes, <laughs> but uh, dogs became our thing. And Morgan was like, what if it was like, we're both dogs, like we're both dogs. And I was like, I like, we're the same dog or so the imagery is always one dog with glasses and one dog without glasses. And we could be either dog in any given moment. It's great. It's, it's very committed. Well, you committed to a couple of bits here also with the uh, sleeping theme, which yeah, he, I, he won't let me vary from that. Which is really funny that I did not realize this until like maybe this week. <laughs> like, like I've been listening to you guys for whatever, since that first record came out. And I just didn't, it never occurred to me that all these things, all these song titles, all these, you know, everything's referencing some type of sleeping thing. Yeah. And it's all double entendres too. So right. they reference something in the song and something about sleep. Right. Yeah. Where does that come from? Where, how did that get in there? I don't know. How did that get in there? I, I mean, you know, the, 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 from the band name, I think. And then, yeah, makes it more fun, right? No, it does. And it, it challenges me. And, you know, I do look back and, and think about stuff where the song title matches, like Guest Caught, I think is really great and how it alludes to the song. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's just the, all these times where I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, it's it's good to reflect on the past and say, oh, this is kind of a joke that I get now, even though I wrote the song and put the title on it, you know. You're finally Did, getting your own jokes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so tell me then about the, uh, uh, how you landed on the name Bedtime Magic. Uh, that was another that I think that was all me. I had like three, yeah. I had like three band names like ready to go. Um, and, and this was the first one I, the, the first one I, I shot out and Nicholas was like, no, nah, I don't really like that. And I, you know, as with a lot of things in this band, Nicholas was like, I'm not sure. And I was like, I've decided already. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is that I wish I could say bet against him, but he's always right about this stuff. Like, like when he wife. said bedtime, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, they say being in a band is like being married, you know, and it was like he he said bedtime magic and I went home and I literally I was like, 
kicking rocks. I was like, this is fucking the dumbest name. Why would he suggest that name? <laughs> but then I, I thought about it and it in itself was like a double triple entendre like bedtime magic when you get in bed and it feels so nice but bedtime magic like va va voom bedtime magic but then there was also this other idea that i don't even know if morgan thought of but it was this idea that when we you know that when we die there's all these ideas about this magic shit that happens to us and i was like huh there's actually a lot to think about with the name bedtime magic and i was like all right maybe it's not as bad a name as i as i thought it was it, yeah, there's all of those. And uh, like in Boston, there's a like a, a local radio station magic that plays like that plays all like the smooth adult contemporary stuff. Mm, OK. And they had a show bedtime magic, which was like, you know, the evening program, which was like the smoothest of adult contemporary, <laughs> you know, like like Sade was way too rocking for, for these. Oh, guys. yeah. And the guy who who announced it, uh, David Allen Boucher, had they called him the guy with the golden voice because he talked like this, and he was like, <laughs> "You could win pajamas if you called in." No shit, that's a great deal. Yeah, that's an excellent. <laughs> that's an excellent spot for a <laughs> for a show called Bedtime Magic. So, so I figured, you know, we would sound very similar to to the the music on 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 that program. So, sure, in sure. honor of it, we you know, we could use that name. Well, I always appreciate the double entendre, um, which is getting it out is is absolutely that and was intended to be that from the beginning too. So, so you got oh, me with you go. that one. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, either you're getting it out, you know, some people like, uh, some people think it means uh, like they're going to unload. Some people <laughs> think they're getting it out, you know, and uh, <laughs> I encourage both speaking. Here's where we're going to, here's where we might f- run this thing off the rails. Because I was looking at bedtime magic, I was like, I wonder if there's a way to pronounce this differently. And I don't think there is. And I don't think you ever meant it to go that way. And unless unless I'm missing something here, but I can't see how it could ever be pronounced anyway, any other way. <laughs> Magique? I don't know. Right. Okay. But I do like mispronouncing words. And I used to play a game on here called the pronunciation bee, where I would ask, where I would spell. A, uh, a a word, and then I would ask you, the the contestant, to pronounce it back to me. And that's I'm so ready for this. That's what I want to try with you guys. So it's going to be three words, and uh, they're words that uh, kind of sometimes trip people up. They get a little harder as we go on, and one of you will win. Hopefully, maybe it could be a draw too, and uh, we'll just see how it goes. But first, I'm going to send one of you away and then I'm going to tell the other what their word is. You know, you get, you get what I'm saying, right? You understand how we're going to do this? I think so. Yeah. I think, I think that's what we were preparing for. Sure. Yes. Yes, exactly. All right. Let's see how this works. Morgan, are yeah. we in here together? I'm, I'm with you. All right. Uh, first word that we're going to, well, first of all, I want to know how you feel like you're going to do in this. Um, I'm horrible at spelling. Uh, so I, I feel that that might actually work out as an advantage. Mm, do, do you, do you want to, do you need time to grab a pen or something to write down pen and paper oh, to write I'm down ready. the word? You're ready? ready. Yeah. All right. This first one, it's a very short one. I should have explained this to you both while I had, had both of you, but the way we judge this is Google decides we use Lord Google. The pronunciation on Google determines the correct pronunciation. All right. 
So the first word is going to be R U R A L. Take as much time as you need. R U R A L. That's right. Rural. Let's let's hear what Google has to say. Rural. I think that was exact. I think yeah. you nailed that one. Yeah, Again, like, we start with the easy one. Right, right. So, uh, like the opposite so, of urban. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. Now I'm going to leave you here and I'm going to go over, give him the same exact word. Nicholas. Yes. Your turn. Screwed him. <laughs> Close, but not quite. Uh, I'll have you know, I forgot to give you a little detail on the rules. I just gave it to Morgan. Okay. The, the way we determine the correct pronunciation on these is by uh, Google. Google decides. Okay. okay. So this first one. What I consider the easy one, I'm going to spell it to you. You're going to say it to me if you need to write it down, whatever. Take your time. We get one chance. Okay. And here it is. R-U-R-A-L. You want me to say that word? I want you to say that word. Rural. See, here's the Google pronunciation. Rural. I'd say that was exact. I say, I say you got it. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm from Massachusetts, so it's going to be a little screwed up. But ah, no, I know that's well. You know, it goes against you. Accents yeah. count against the contestants. Okay. That's, that's part of how it works here uh, on the pronunciation B. Okay, so uh, that's that's one down for both of you. Two to go. We're back. We are back, Morgan. Get a little a little more difficult in this one. All right. I got. I got to admit, the next couple aren't uh, everyday, aren't everyday language words. So I wanted to build a little confidence with rural. rural. I don't even know how I say it right. I don't, you know, but yeah, I wanted to build a little confidence with that word. And now we're going to get a little more difficult. You feeling confident after that one? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. I like that. That was a that was a quick answer. All right. Were you ready for word number two? Yeah. Hit me. E C. D Y S I S E C D Y S I S. That's correct. Ectisis. Mm, let's hear. Ectisis. Did you hear? Yeah. I'm going to say it's incorrect. Ectisis. Right. Let's say, do you think he's going to get this one? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> all right. All right. He's a wild card, that guy. You know, you, sometimes you know people that that know things that they shouldn't. They don't have any business knowing, you know, or, or are they just pure luck? Yeah. So maybe maybe he's that guy, but I'm going to find out right now. I'm so fucking ready, dude. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. So I, I take it you're feeling pretty confident at this point. I'm, f- I'm, f- I'm feeling zestfully clean, man. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, I got to tell you, it gets a little more difficult now. Okay. Uh, the, the first word, you know, that's... That's, that's yeah, trying to lull you in a little bit. Catch it's a child's play. Yeah. yeah the wanna, second wanna, one can't be scrotum as well. No, it can't. Yeah. So, I mean, they could they only get two. Um, and we got three here. So, but the first, the second one, I think, I don't know. And we'll see. Let's just, let's just give it to you. Let's see how you do. You ready? Yep. E C D Y S I S. E C D Y S I S. Ectasis. Let's hear Google. Ectasis. 
That is correct. Boom, boom, boom. Very, very impressive. Very impressive. How do you think, uh, without telling you, how do you think you're doing right now? What do you think the score is? I think I'm cleaning the fuck up. I think Morgan's weeping in the other room. <laughs> okay. Yeah, all right. All right. Um, all right. Uh, well, you know, there's still one more. So unless he's 0 2, you're going to need the third one. Oh, boy. Morgan, back. We're back. We're back again. This is the last one. Hit me. All right. Well, I, I just asked him. So I want to ask you, how do you think he's doing? What do you think the score is right now? Uh, yeah, I think he's a wild card. I think he's two for two. And, okay. and, 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 and I, you know, I think he's got one up on me. Okay. All right. All right. Last one. A little longer. Maybe a little easier. We'll, we'll let you decide though. All right. Ready? Yeah. C O L L O Q U I U M C O L L O Q U I U M. That's correct. Um so I think it's like it's along the lines of like colloquial. So like colloquium. Colloquium. Your guess is as good as mine. Let's hear what uh, Google has to say. Colloquium. Colloquium. Is that what you said? I already forget what you said. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that's close. I think that works. Yeah. All right. All right. Two for three. And that's, that, that, that'll, that's going to be the last one, no matter what I think. So I'm going to go over to him now and uh, we'll see. We'll see what he ends up with. All right. Word number three. Are you ready? I'm so ready. I, I like the, I like the, the, uh, the confidence here. Ah. It's a little longer. Okay. Maybe a little easier. Okay. I'm going to let you be the judge. I don't know how to say it. I never do. Even though I just heard it still confuses me. The English, English language is like that. Um, so let me just spell it for you. You ready? Yep. C O L. Yep. L O Q. U I colloquial. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Colloquial. U I U M. U I U M. Colloquium. Colloquium? I, I mean, there might be a penalty for, for running before the catch. Sorry. What? <laughs> let's, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Colloquium. Yeah. Colloquium. I know all the colloquial stuff. I mean, yeah, a little overconfident, I think there, but I'm just um, you give me anything with C-O-O-L-L. I'm just ready to go at any time. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'm going to bring you guys back in. Okay. To the same. Morgan, I think I, I think I won big time, dude. I think I actually got the bonus question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just I was fucking spitfire the whole time. Did you get did you go three for three? I went three for three. And then he asked me how long ago my recent endoscopy was. And I said, September of last year. And he said, that's right. Half of that is true. Half of of that is true. It was September of last year, but he didn't ask me about it. (laughs) Official results. Nicholas three for three, Morgan two for three. But I did jump the gun at one point. So he's thinking of penalizing me. Yeah. I think, I think maybe it's a two and a half to two. Yeah. But you know, but I th- but I thank you guys both for playing playing the game with me. Yeah, no problem. Um, so Nicholas, I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give you you two one and see how you do with it because this is one that plagues me. 
Okay. Right. You guys ready? Yes. Yes. All right. L E V E T I R A C E T A M. I'm going to need you to do that again. All right. L E V E T I R A C E T A M. Uh, do we say it in front of each other? Like, do I wait for Dan to go and then, then I go or. I, I mean, I don't, Nicholas, I don't you're on a roll. You go ahead because I, yeah. I I'm, I'm pretty confident. I, I don't know what okay. this is. So. Uh, Leviticatem. <laughs> no, that can't be right. That sounds like a magic spell. Right, let, yeah. Let me, let me go. try. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the soft C. Leviticatem. <laughs> <laughs> Things are floating in my room, Dan. What are you doing? <laughs> Dan, Dan, you, so this is not, a, this is a, a, technically, this is a name. Um, uh, it's, it's a, an anti-seizure drug, also known as Keppra. But I'm a nurse, so I had to like tell people drug names all the time. And this yeah. is one, like every time I see it, I'm like, uh, Keppra, which is the like, <laughs> brand name, even if it's not the brand name version. Because levetiracetam is is no shit is impossible. That's one of those ones that's like every time I see it, I dread it. But yeah, you just the, did it. Yeah, you just yeah. you just did it perfectly. Look, you just need to be the the teacher of it. You need to break it down. Well, well right, I can say it now, but like you know, that's after like years <laughs> of practice. Yeah. Um, yeah, levitaracetam. Still sounds like a magic spell. But when both when you guys say it, every time I'm just like expecting there to be an explosion or like a wizard thing happening. <laughs> well, I, well, thank thank you for adding a word to that. And uh, might, that might have to come out against somebody else in the future. Uh, Nicholas, as the winner, you might have to come back on and uh, defend your championship. I'm totally fine. But, with I, that. but I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I just, I haven't resurrected this game for a long time and I had two people on. So I figured now, now's the time. No, but, does he get to wear a belt or anything? If he wants to, I'm not going to provide it. <laughs> 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 be a metaphorical belt. How about a crown? How about a, a, a You should have like Mike on ice records your voicemail message or something. <laughs> the press. Oh, he, he would be so happy to do that. <laughs> I, I think, I think here's the, the thing you win. Nicholas, you get to do the rest of the interview. In the voice of of Macho Man, Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> don't do that. That guy's incredible. I sometimes I, I find myself I don't know how it happens. I don't know it gets in my algorithm, and I'll just be sitting there <laughs> on my phone and be watching a, a, you know one of his spots, one of his interviews, and like, yeah. holy shit! What I'm so glad that was part of my childhood. He yeah. had a lot of personal demons, I guess. I think they all do. Yeah, you kind of have to to go that far into character. <laughs> His throat must have really hurt. I mean, I like everybody here, it seems like, has done their fair share of uh, yelling, right? All three yeah. of us. And uh, I don't know that I can do that all the time, though, you know? Yeah. Oh, speaking, of, go. speaking of yelling, we should get back to, to, uh, to talking about bedtime magic. Uh, because you guys... You guys uh, what is the word for entertain me by playing my game with me, but I really do love your music and I have been listening to your band for a long time. So I don't want to skimp on some actual content on bedtime magic. The between the sheets record came out right at the end of the year, December 22nd, right? 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Yeah, I think that's when it started shipping, right, Morgan? Or was that when uh, they received the copy? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, I mean, we re- we released the like digital stuff last year, basically, like right? Didn't didn't it, didn't we send, start sending to people in November of last year? Yeah, well, well, the the prior year now because it's twenty twenty three. Yeah, right. So twenty twenty one November, we kind of had all of our ducks in a row to get the thing out, and so yeah, the digital version came out. But we didn't actually get the physical copies. It took a year for it to get pressed. So, so what do you, what is it considered a twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two release? No fucking clue. No <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I think we just got we kind of got hosed. Um, we got hosed, and we wrote everything. Well, we wrote three or four of the songs outside of the pandemic, like before that became like a full fledged thing. Mm-hmm. And then when the pandemic happened, we obviously he's a nurse, so we had to separate for a while. And there was these elements of writing, but it was very unnatural for us. Like a lot of our writing is cooperative or demonstrative like i'll come in and say hey this is something i worked on and he'll recalibrate it to work for his needs and stuff uh but but without the audience to hear any of this shit it felt fucking weird man it felt strange going and recording songs that only the two of us had heard Mm -hmm. yeah would would you consider this or how would you consider the material in between the sheets to be different from from the split and pillow talk uh, well, yeah, yeah, like everything on, on, on the split and pillow talk were all stuff that I like, we had played live, you know, like mm-hmm. people had seen it. Like we knew we could, we knew we could do it like as we did it. Um, and there was definitely a couple songs on between the sheets that like we recorded and then we were like, Oh shit, we got to figure out how we're going to, how we're actually going to be able to do this. Um, yeah. How do you mean Queen? Because we we didn't finish building the songs. We wrote Fitted Queen essentially with Andrew Schneider. Like we didn't have the song finished in our brains until we got there and kind of fucked around in the studio and let him get his hands involved and let Alex Allenson get their hands involved. So so that song was like totally unfinished. You know, we had like four or five of the riffs and, and Morgan knew he wanted his parts to sound a certain way. And I knew I wanted my parts to sound a certain way, but it really didn't come together until then. Or I, I think more specifically, Morgan's talking about Count Sheep, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah Count, there's definitely Count like Sheep some stuff that, that's on that, that, that record that like, it's like, it's, it's all well and good to like, just play it. Mm-hmm. But to like play it and sing it at the same time, we were like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, 
did not make this easy for myself at all. Yeah, bunkmates. I I had to train myself to play that one. And when we toured to Catterwall last year, I had to at like the first few shows, I was not nailing that song. And then by the time we got to Catterwall, I was doing all right with it. But it, it it's a tricky one, you know. I Morgan was like, "What if I drop out, but you keep singing on this part, but then you play this?" And it's easy to do that in the studio because you use a little magic, you know. You record your right. part and then you go back. And, but live, man, that that stumped me for for a good couple shows. Yeah, I guess I mean that's typically something I would consider while listening, but I didn't even think about that. That you guys, I mean, it's real fucking obvious, but you guys are pretty limited in what you can do on stage. Not because of your ability, just because of <laughs> you're only two people. And uh, the the thing that I find so impressive about Bedtime Magic is it sounds like more than two people. And I think that's, that's to, you know, to credit both of you. And it's really hard to pin down what type of sound it is. I can't find a genre to throw you into. I think it'd be easy to just say it's some type of noise rock, but that's like a blanket term for a lot of shit. And uh, I don't know. I just, I, I, I really appreciate what, what you've been able to pull off here. And, but I didn't think about the live aspect, which I probably should have. It's harder on him. I mean, he, he got to the point where he has to wear one of those like Janet Jackson headsets because he's singing and playing drums and playing the organ with his foot. He does that all live. And he was just, it, was that a hurdle Morgan to uh, get over the headset it was like a headset. I mean, that's a commitment. That's a, that's a thing. Um, it's a, well, you know, no, it, 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 yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's like, uh, it's like, uh, right, you can't show up and, uh, you know, like, when you bring the big guns, you got to bring it, I guess, you know, like, it definitely, like, you showed up with it, right, right, no, <laughs> it, it, I, I'm, I'm not getting out what I want to say. Oh, that's all right. But uh, uh, it, it ended up making life a lot easier because I was like, ch- ch- uh, like forever sort of chasing the mic stand, um, you sure, know, like sure. trying to sing, trying to play the organ and play drums. And the mic was like always like sort of drifting away from me as I was playing. And like, I didn't have an extra hand to like pull the mic back to me. And then like, yeah. And then you put your foot down and you'd have to look where your foot was going, but then you wouldn't be, in front of the microphone, you looked your foot. Right, right, right. right. I'd end up clunking my teeth off of the mic or whatever. And so like this, just like now I can like look wherever I want to look and, and, you know, I can do all my Janet Jackson covers that I want to do. <laughs> I have some excellent dance moves, but unfortunately I have to sit. No, you're too busy to do your dance yeah. moves. Yeah. Well, you know, what's it's, what's funny about him mentioning the scene. So when he got those pug suits, he goes, just try them, just try them, just, just wear them at a show. And lucky for sort of the fate of this band, the, the, I think one of the first shows we wore them at was a pretty serious show. I remember there was like a D-beat band and a couple other things, and they were all nice people, but it just felt like it was so serious. And then we put on these pug suits, and you could feel the tone of the room change. Mm-hmm. And we, I was like, I could kind of get off on that, you know what I mean? That everybody suddenly lightened up a little bit and ready to hear something different. But he's sitting down. He comes after the show and he's like, oh, I felt good. I was like, could breathe and whatnot. And I go, dude, my dick is so sore. And apparently when you're a wrestling singlet, <laughs> if you don't wear a cup, it's just rubbing the whole time. So I have to wear a cup when I play live. <laughs> <laughs> I told him he just, That's really funny. I, I told him he just needed to build, build up some calluses, but he no. didn't think that was a good idea. <laughs> Even with the cup, it's just sweating and moving, but you get used to it. But I need the cup. I can't deal with the chafing. That's, that's incredible. That's a, you know, you need the 
Proper equipment will go a long way, though. And I hope you didn't go cheap because then, you know, you just got to rebuy. No, I got a good one. It's it's interesting to look at. It looks it looks like uh, I don't know. I can send you photos if you want. No, it's good. (laughs) 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 Well, so you so you mentioned like playing that show and uh, maybe there was a DB band. Maybe. And then I was talking there about how it's hard to pin down your sound. Um, There's a little levity in the whole thing, the whole appearance, the presentation. Uh, Do you feel like the. the kind of the way you guys float between genres, is that a, uh, I'm sure it can be both a detriment and an advantage. Do you feel like it's one more than the other? I I think it's an advantage. I think like we're not, it's not going to make us as any more successful as a band, but like, I don't think either of us really give a shit about that. Um, Right. Yeah. I think our intent, I, I think for both of us, a lot of our intention is to like make music. We haven't, we haven't heard before. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, we're just, you know, like we're trying to do something that's like new and fun for us, you know, like. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so like, right. Like the floating between genre stuff, it's like, yeah, shit. You know, like I, I want to play what I want to play. Like I, you know, like, and I definitely did not want to be in a band that was like, we play, you know, we're only, only, only classic Billy Joel, you know, like, <laughs> Like, but I, I feel you, man. We both did so many of those goddamn bands where it was like, we are a hardcore band and you just committed to the style more than anything else. Yeah. Well, that, I guess that would be my, my follow-up question to that. Like what, what about what you did before turned you off from wanting to do that again? I don't know about Nicholas. All my, all my past bands have been great. So <laughs> Um, I, I mean, I, I was, you know, like I was sick of playing with drunks. That's, that's basically it. Like music wise, I was pretty willing to do whatever. Like I just wanted to be able to have some fun with it. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, right. I was sick of, you know, like I had, for the most part, I was in, been in bands with like, with good friends, but, uh, yeah. Had a, one or two bad experiences just like dealing with folks with with their not dealing with their own shit, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, it happens a lot, you know, again, to that marriage thing. I mean, you know, that's a joke and all, but it's it's there, you spend a lot of time working with people. And the last thing you want is to have that kibosh by their their personal problems just sort of running amok. And and, and we, we're open with each other. I mean, we don't just go to practice and say, OK, we're only going to talk about the music. You know, I, I was at his wedding. He's been an integral part in helping me make decisions in my life. You know, it's it's just you know, you have to have that work. You can't just be showing up totally fucking lambasted and being like, okay, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. I don't care about Morgan's world, you know? Sure. sure. Yeah. It has to be respectful. Yeah. Well, it seems like you guys have kind of uh, landed in the perfect situation for each other. And I, how, well, together, I should say, Um, I think we mentioned it. Maybe not, but that first record is that 2019 is that pillow talk. Yeah, we had a one record before that. It was the Knockover City Split. Okay, which which I don't see on like Spotify or anything, but um, but I, do, I think I do see it on the Bandcamp. Whatever. Though my point is, what I'm getting to though is how long. I don't. Maybe you mentioned it. Maybe you didn't. How long have you guys been at it so far? It's been like ten years. I think this is if if by the end of this year it'll have been ten years. Right. Right. Well, yeah, I think we're in our 10th year. Like it's definitely hasn't been 10 years yet. Yeah. But, um, 
Right. Cause we started playing like shortly, shortly after I met my wife. So correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I remember when she was in a band and it's funny cause she's in my phone as Molly Buck, which is not her last name. <laughs> cause that's what well, you do, right? Somebody's in a band, you put a little bit of their band name in there so you can remember who's who. So right, right. Yeah, that's why it's important. You, you have a good first band name. Yeah. <laughs> because, cause, cause you might end up with a shitty name for the rest of your life, you know, like, like Iggy, Iggy pop, right? The iguanas. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> that worked out in his favor. I think. I there. guess so. Yeah. 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 He looks, he's looking like an iguana lately, but I guess, you know. Yeah. He needs to do uh, some uh, ectasis, right? That's, that's right. Did you look it up? He fucking yeah. looked it up. You, yeah, yeah, did yeah. you look it up? You looked it up. So hey, did he got you it, listen he got to it, it too? Hold on. He got it wrong though. So Oh, he did. Okay. Yeah. So it's okay. All right. I was I was about to drive over there. I'm glad that this got sorted. <laughs> that's a that's a very impressive callback though. Yeah. 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 He's molting, right? That's, that's right. See, that's I was right. going to say as my prize, I wanted you to donate to my idea, which is a gym where you could fart whenever you wanted. But that's, what is that, 2017? I don't even know if you're going to get that reference. <laughs> now that you say it, I do. Yeah. yeah. I was going to call it wafts and see if you could pick up on what I'm putting down. Wait, wait, wait. You're not allowed to fart in regular gyms? According to Mike, no. But he's going to start a gym called Gusts where you can fart whenever you want. <laughs> I've been it saving is. that, man, to use on your podcast. I'm glad I got it. might get cut out, but I wanted to use it. I don't it. know. You got to leave it. You got to leave it in. You know, that's 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 part of the that's, these are like historic callbacks here. I don't even know if those that episodes was like are episode out nine or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they're available at this point yeah. uh, outside of my little personal computer but they're out there on the patreon that's where they're at they're on the patreon anybody wants to pay three dollars a month they can find them um (laughs) morgan i gotta ask you uh well both of you have like you know from my mind sorry so so, uh, i should backtrack a little bit here i am the farthest thing i would say the farthest thing from a musician i was in a band i was a singer for a hardcore punk band that doesn't mean shit right that doesn't require any musicality i think I think drumming is the most difficult thing on earth. I have no idea how you guys do it. Um, and almost equally for guitar and bass as well. Any, any instrument I think is absolutely complicated. Um, but you both have done like these little modifications to what you do. Uh, Morgan, one of yours is the big bass drum. Where does, where does that come from? How did that get uh, in there? Uh, I, I'm not compensating for anything. I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll throw <laughs> that out there first. Um, yeah, well, so the big drums came from um we're really fucking loud. Um and basically every band I've ever been in has been really fucking loud. Um and so um I I started getting like marching drums. Um because I would be like playing with guys who were, you know, like we'd be playing in like a a, a club that holds a hundred people, and they, we'd have three full stacks, you know, mm-hmm. um, and no PA for for the for the drums. So like, if you wanted to hear something, like, like good luck. Um, and so I started uh, playing on marching drums because I figure if they're if they're like made to be heard across an entire field. Like you'd be able to hear it across like, you know, the, the 50 feet of, of club that's there. Um, you know, it, it might, might possibly be louder than, than the, the super loud amps. Sure. Uh, yeah. And so like, for the most part, I think I've been pretty successful with that. So like, yeah, basically like the big drums 
was purely to try and get the most volume that I could. Um, and then they look really cool. Um, so, right. And then, so we just sort of, we ran with like, I've, I've been playing big drums for, for a couple decades now at this point. Um, and then, uh, I really like white instruments. Um, and so like another one of the themes that we, we, we have going for this band, like basically everything we play is white except for Nicholas's bass. Um, but we're working on that. Right. Right. So all our amps are white. The drums are white. Um, I even started tracking down some white symbols, um, which don't sound that great, but they look, they look cool. So there, there we go. And the, the, well, the visual seems to be a, uh, maybe not low key, but a big deal for bedtime magic. How important is that? I mean, well, I don't know how, how much you consider obviously you do with the instruments, but like artwork for the records, Oh, where does that end up on the priority? Yeah. I, I think, I think it, it, and and I don't mean to talk so, so abruptly, uh, Morgan, I don't mean to cut you off, but it's just, uh, I think that that the, the, the whole thing, like we don't see it as just, here's the songs, here's the songs, here's the songs. It's a whole project in a sense. You know what I mean? Like, like the live performance is part of it and the imagery is part of it and the lyrics are part of it and the way we write the songs is part of it mm-hmm. um because there's there's a story there you know there's always something that we're trying that's different but but again morgan i i don't know exactly what what avenue you want to take with the discussion but i, I think for me those those aspects the aesthetic of it is definitely important yeah yeah definitely like right you know i think we we both didn't want to be a band that like I don't know. You've seen a lot of bands that like sort of show up, you know, they, they're like, they sort of stand there, you know, they play through the songs. They're like, you know, like, I don't know. Um, We wanted it to be like a show. We wanted to freak people out. Like we're really fucking loud. Um, And like, we wanted it, I think to sort of keep it, everything sort of on a a pretty high level of, of intensity through, you know, so like, the matching outfits, like the matching equipment. Um, we just wanted to be like, kind of like my wife coming home to find me in the pug suit. We wanted people to <laughs> kind of the band like, right there. Yeah. <laughs> right. We wanted to like sort of recreate that feeling for people the entire time. Just so yeah. like, I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at. I don't know where to put my eyes. Yeah. I don't know. This is really loud and kind of uncomfortable. And then 90 done. seconds at a time for 20 minutes and then go home, <laughs> get some Wendy's. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that, yeah, that's, that's the other part of like, you know, right. You know, and I think, I think it was Lemmy that said, uh, somebody asked him like about the top hat or something like that. And he goes, when people go to see a performance, they want to see a show. They want to see monsters and aliens and they want to, Alice Cooper had that thought too. They don't want to just go and see a guy in his fucking t-shirt and jeans standing still playing something that fucking doesn't connect with them. They want to have an experience. And, and I think it's disloyal to people that pay five, 10, $15 to go to a show. If you're just going to fucking phone it in, you know? Yeah. I think that's a good point. I I don't think that's something that I really have started to appreciate until I don't know, now-ish, like for for years, you know, I was a hardcore punk kid. I just wanted to go to the show. Everybody's the same, you know, the people in the crowd, the people on the stage, all that shit. That's great. I did that for years, but like now it's like, well, I want to, I want to see if if I'm leaving my fucking house, if I'm dedicating my time to something, I want it to be a spectacle. 
I want it to be fun. I want it to be immersive, you know, and uh, not immersive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. No, I dig it. Yeah. So like now it's like lately it's been like, I'm trying to cross off these big bands from my list. The ones with the big stage show in the arenas. I want to sit in a seat. I want to be, I want to watch a fucking (laughs) show, you know? And, uh, and it's cool to hear like, you can do that idea on a small stage. You can do that idea, you know, you know, and make an impact to a hundred capper. We have a friend that was in a band called Crucial Youth. Is this what you're going to say, Morgan? Or no, no, no. no shopping. For I was just going to mention. They, what'd you say? Shopping for a scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> positive, positive dental outlook. outlook man. Yeah. Yeah. They had the big toothbrush and everything. Like yeah, that's a shot. The youth yeah, brush. brush. Yeah. Like that's what you remember. Like I've seen thousands of bands throughout the years, and I remember shit like that. You know. That's right. Am, am I? Am I? Is shopping for a scene? Is that crucial youth, or am I getting the wrong one? I remember I had the the posi machine cassette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Good. Dude, Krista loves when we talk about this shit too. <laughs> I sent him tartar control. You guys know tartar control? No, I don't know that one. They they dress up like they're Mormons and they have a robot drummer and stuff. It's a whole thing. And I said it to him, but the, the problem is that they like borrow a lot of the whole like positive dental outlook stuff. And he was, wow. <laughs> he was just, we were talking about it the other day, you know? Yeah. It reminds me just speaking of like jokey hardcore bands. I was looking through my, I was sorting, I was doing a big email sort this week, which is really exciting. And, uh, I came across one of my friends bands from here, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which, which, which was, I forget what it's called exactly, but it definitely had Ezekiel, maybe it was X Ezekiel X, which was an Amish themed hardcore band. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I should put I should put a fucking song of that on this episode. Um but <laughs> remember what was it? K9s, the dog hardcore band. Yeah. 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 Hate Beak, which was Hate the Beak. bird. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. All those this so not quite that gimmicky though. I wouldn't I wouldn't yeah, call I mean, that, that, time that shit comes and goes in one song, you know. Like, oh, right. It's a bird. Right. Right. So we got a lot of shtick, but we're not all gimmick, you know? No, 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 no. And, and absolutely not. And I, your, your records, like you mentioned, are pretty short, but I was kind of really impressed and surprised by the way, uh, between the sheets ends with hitting the hay. I don't know. It's, it, it kind of seems like an obvious choice for a closer, but it seems like not such an obvious choice or not such an obvious song for bedtime magic. Tell me about that track specifically. Well, this is interesting. I think that we both have two different vantage points on it from mine. It was, uh, you know, I, I, I've been intrigued with the idea since since the 90s of like heavy bands, but they have some melody and they mm-hmm. kind of, you know, motion one over the other. Uh, and I think it got me thinking like when in the, the 2000s came up, I was trying to do that with bands. And I, I, I don't know. I just really liked the melody I was writing for that. And Morgan was getting more proficient on the organ. So I felt like he could hold down the main riff if I was to go off and do something else. And I think that was even Morgan, did we intend to play that one live or did we write that just for the record? Well, we were, no, we were writing it before, like we started writing it before the pandemic started, but um, like, we didn't actually like, we either, we didn't finish it until, until like after we were back from lockdown. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's either, right. Like we, we either write all of our songs, we either write them in one practice or we kick it for like six months and we, you know, like rewrite it a thousand times until we fucking hate it and don't want to play it anymore. <laughs> and then it's done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one was interesting. And lyrically, 
uh, if if you want me to go a little bit deeper, but lyrically, sure. yeah. do do you remember the song uh, "Black Metallic" that was by uh, I want to say Catherine Wheel? No. Well, okay, so it was a song that they had, and in it, the chorus is "It's the color of your skin. Your skin is black metallic," and it sounds like this passionate love song about a guy that's in a, a relationship with a black woman and whatnot. And so for a lot of people, they were like, this is great. It's the nineties. We're starting to be more open about how people view relationships and sexuality and whatnot. And he got on an interview and he was like, no, it's actually about my car. And they were like, what? Yeah. And he's like, I just love cars. <laughs> and then Lemmy was interviewed. I not, I'm not a big motorhead fan, by the way, it's just, it comes well, I am. Just, so please go off. Okay. On, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But they asked him about Ace of Spades and he's like, oh, it's about fruit machines. I used to sit at the end of the bar until it was my set time just playing video (laughs) poker. And they're like, what? Doesn't have like a deeper meaning? He's like, absolutely not. It is just about poker on the fruit machines. And so and so when I wrote the lyrics to Hitting the Hay, I was like, I kind of want to write a song that sounds like it's about something super deep, but it's just about something that's not super deep. (laughs) you know. And that's what I did with the lyrics on that one. That's cool. It goes back to your double entendres, I guess. You got it. I'm sensing a theme, several themes here in Bedtime Magic. Well, guess cut, you know, guess cut. Uh, do, you, do you want me to talk about the writing on that? I don't want to derail the whole. No, please go. But guess cut is uh, if you look at the lyrics, it seems extremely serious. Like it seems about somebody who is pining over a bad decision that they made. You know, I know I do this to myself, you know, hand, handing off, you know, and uh, thinking back to how it all began. The memory escapes me. and The numbers don't quite add. You're like, boy, this guy's in agony. It's actually completely about masturbation the whole thing. And at the end, we just, we just fucking jerk off for like three minutes with the same fucking part. And the name is a reference to a Paul Barman song where he says, uh, you sleep in the guest cot, I'll sleep in the wet spot. (laughs) (laughs) See, well, in in that, in that way, I would call it a deep song. (laughs) I love telling people that because for a lot of people, that was their favorite track on pillow talk. And yeah, I think it's got a lock groove, right, Morgan? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so then they go back and listen to it and they're like, oh, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Well, being that uh, Between the Sheets has kind of been out for a year, kind of not, kind of been out for a couple of weeks, kind of been out for a year. Um, What has been the, the feedback you've gotten so far for that record specifically? Hmm. It seems like people like it. yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't seen much. I haven't seen like review, really reviews of it. Uh, have you, Nicholas? No, and I thought that was odd. Like, I, I see people comment if there's a picture and stuff and say this record's fucking awesome. But like, I haven't seen many reviews. They don't seem to be much collaboration on a single. Although we released a video for Count Sheep and people went went like Gaga for that. But I wonder if it's more for what we did in the video than the song. I can't tell. People just love giant sandwiches. They love giant sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> his kid, this is so hilarious. Molly was telling me that his kid watched the video and was like, Mama, why is there sandwich in a box? So why would why is he eating the sandwich after it was in the box? But why was it in a box? And I'm like, this kid's smart, man. Why is a sandwich in a box? Maybe because it was so big, we didn't want it to break. That makes sense. I think yeah. that's that's reasonable. Yeah. You know, I think big food is just fascinating. So fascinating. Inflatable yeah, always, food too. 
Yeah, like a, a big donut on top of a building. That'll that'll, yes. get a couple, that'll get a couple people in the door. Oh, there was a big ice cream cone on top of a ice cream shop down down the street from my house when I grew up. And uh, could, could you eat it? I mean, I guess if you want to get sick, you could you could do whatever you want with it. But well, if you want to get sick, you could do anything you want. That's right. Oh, well, that's your oyster. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's my point. But all right, speaking of uh, getting sick, what's next for bedtime magic? What's in the near future, I should say? What do you expect to happen these days? Because you you obviously, uh, I, I would guess there's probably more ma- new material somewhere out there. There is. Yeah, Maybe you're playing shows. What's hap- What's new? What's going what's to happen in the near future? 2023. Well, I think we're planning on recording the next record. Like what? By, by, by summer, we want to be, we want to have, we want to be in the studio. Um, yeah. Maybe even. Like, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. We'd love to have something out in 2023 if we can. It seems yeah. like pressing plants. Some people are having better luck uh, than than we did. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're really hoping like if we can get, you know, stuff uh, recorded and mixed by by early summer that we would be able to have it out, you know, before before this, this year ends. Yeah, I was telling him, usually what we do is we go into the studio with like 10 songs, just bang, 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 bang. We spend like a whole weekend on it. But like, you know, if we did it uh, it piecemeal, I mean, we could definitely start working on it sooner because some of this stuff's just fucking done. It's ready to go. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, well, if we got that stuff recorded, you know, and then we could just move on to the next stuff and et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, we have ideas and he proposed some stuff about how it should look. and, And I think we have like more concepts i i think you would ask something like how how is between the sheets in comparison to the rest of the material and like pillow talk was just our live set at the time like that's what we played live was everything on pillow talk mm-hmm. and i think for between the sheets it was almost exactly the opposite it was like 90 percent stuff that we'd never played before for people i think this one's going to have a little bit more earnestness to it like some of it's been road tested but it's almost like a call and response with between the sheets I see it as like the next evolution of what we were trying to say there and kind of responding to that record. Interesting, but it makes a lot of sense, especially given the, uh, the climate, this one's being, uh, written, released in compared to the last almost two, I'd guess. Um, but no, that's cool. The, the, as I just saw, it looks like you have the between the sheets records now, or somebody does at least. Somebody, where can yes. where can people get those? Uh, they can get those from Forbidden Place Records. Uh, I I think they're ForbiddenPlaceRecords.com.
So there you have it. That was my conversation with Morgan and Nicholas of Bedtime Magic. The song you just heard was Bunkmates. That's off of the Between the Sheets record on Forbidden Place Records. I want to thank them again for coming on and having a conversation, a long overdue conversation. I've been admiring their band from afar from a while now, as I believe we spoke about, but it was nice to finally get this one in the books. A bit of a throwback episode on many levels, many old references, and that's really funny to me. And that's why I kept it all in. And I hope if you were listening back then, you might've caught some of them too. I think we pointed them out pretty easily, but uh, you know, you never know. People were Moranos. That's uh, Spanish for morons. Um, that's going to be it for this one though. But at first I want to tell you to go over to gettingitout.net and check out what's going on there. The fellas mentioned playing Catterwall last year or one of the other years. They just announced their four day lineup. Headliners like Whores, Salvation, Multicult, Child Bite, Nerver. Actually, you know, I don't know the headline, who's headlining what, but these are the people who are playing. Tongue Party, Microwaves, Whalen Storms. They had an awesome record called Rattle a couple years ago. I love USA Nails, Distorted Pony, Mr. Flies. Fills, flies. I don't know how you say it correctly, but Collapse Culture came out at the end of last year and it was really great. Who else is on this? Juna, which I don't know how you say that correctly. D-J-U-N-A-H has a nun on the cover. It's a very cool record. That last one they did. Biggin, of course, is great. Hands Up, Who Wants to Die? Cherubs, the classic. Reptoid, a deer and a horse. There's no and in there. I said that wrong. But anyway, you get my point. A lot of noise rock rock. A lot of noise rock happening out at Catterwall 2023. That's in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So get out there, check it out, or just listen to the songs, listen to the bands, enjoy music the way you'd like to, however you'd like. I don't know. I'm not the judge. I am a judge. You know, what if I was a judge? What if I was a judge with a podcast and I came on here and people were like, I like music this way. I'm like, you can't. That's wrong. You're going to jail, pal. Lock them up, throw them away the key, bailiff. Beowulf the bailiff. My bailiff's named Beowulf. And you're in a lot of trouble in this courtroom. Don't you dare. Don't you dare speak to me that way. Order. See, this is, I like this. This is the way it's going to go. Maybe I'll start uh, making rulings here on Getting It Out Podcast. Maybe I should just end this episode and stop talking. I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll play a song from Narrowhead. I think I've played a track from them before in the past, but might as well play another one. That record is fast approaching. This one is called Gearhead, and it's off of their Moments of Clarity record, which drops February 10th via run for cover records. That's going to be it for this one. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.